T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. to a.m. K.M., that's me, Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, checking in from right now, 7 p.m. to 12 midnight. And guess what we're going to do? You've heard this a bunch of times. We're going to talk about sports, duh. Maybe we'll get into some other stuff, some life things, holidays, who knows. Maybe you know. You're supposed to call up and talk to me. I'll guide us through with all the sports topics and news and takes. It's a football Friday, so we'll definitely talk Jets, Patriots, Lions, Giants. I'm not feeling too confident about either team, but good. That's how you should feel at this point of the season. Any given Sunday, anything goes, nobody knows. Check in with me, at Keith McPherson on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you follow people at. We've got five hours to go through everything tonight. Obviously, Jets, Giants, but also Yankees, Mets, offseason. Also looking at the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, the Nets coming off a big win last night, the Knicks coming off of back-to-back big wins out west. Eyes on them at 10 p.m. They're going to face the Golden State Warriors. If they beat the Warriors, it's going to be good for the Knicks, but it's not too much to write home about. The Warriors are struggling. They're 6-9. and nine. And uh, the end is near for that Warriors dynasty. What else we got? NHL-wise, there's no local hockey on. Tomorrow there will be, though. How about those New Jersey Devils with 11 wins in a row? An 11-game heater. The Devils will be back on the ice to face the Senators. And when will the Rangers play? The Rangers are on tomorrow, too, right? The Islanders are on. Yes, so later. The Islanders will be on tomorrow, 8 o'clock versus the Stars, and then the Rangers are on versus the Sharks, 10-30. So I don't know how much puck talk we'll get in, but I'll say this. Rangers fans, Islanders fans, it's the time for Devils fans to call the fan and talk about their team. If there ever was a time, it's right now. A first-place team that has the attention of the entire league after winning 11 in a row. Devils fans, feel free to call me up with your thoughts and your takes tonight. 
Obviously, the New York Yankees are in the news after last night. Aaron Judge wins MVP. All rise. Here comes the judge. Not Shohei. Even though he got two votes from his local reporters. That's how it goes. Aaron Judge is the MVP. Word went out that the Yankees have offered him again. Not that opening day offer. I hope they up that offer by $100 million maybe. And uh, we are in the waiting game. Brian Cashman was sleeping outside for charity. And uh, IKF is back on a one-year deal, $6 million. We'll talk about all of that. Jimmy Fallon will have Aaron Judge on his show tonight around 1130. I'll try and have that on in the studio to see what that looks like. King of New York, Aaron Judge, the King of New York. And he better be staying in New York. The Yankees can't mess that up. How about the Mets? I feel like the Mets are in an arms race. The Mets are grabbing every arm that they can grab right now, trying to just bolster up their 40-man and, who knows, re- re- remake or remodel their bullpen. Steven Ridings earlier in the week, they grabbed uh, Hernandez and Jeff Brigham and a couple other guys that, you know, no one really knows uh, unless you're that deep in to the weeds in baseball right now. William Woods off waivers from Atlanta. But Mets fans, call me up and tell me what you're thinking. I finally got around to listening to Max Scherzer on the show podcast with Joel Sherman and John Heyman. Uh, we'll definitely talk some off-season winter meetings coming up. Just moves in general for Major League Baseball. Just heard that Gio Urshela was traded. News to me, driving in. Uh, it was bumper-to-bumper traffic. Didn't catch that one until... At came in to say Gio just got traded to the Angels. The Angels keep uh, taking pages out of the Yankees book. They took on uh, Tyler Wade. They took on Andrew Velasquez. I'm probably forgetting who else they scooped up. But moving on from the baseball side, uh, there's also World Cup to speak on. We did a little bit of conversation around the World Cup at the end of my show on Wednesday. And what I realized is this is New York City, the most diverse place. There are people from all over in New York that care about the World Cup. Maybe uh, Americans, per se, don't care about it as much as other countries, but I also don't think that's true. I think the United States has a team that Americans are excited about. I think there's uh, a lot to go over with Qatar and the World Cup being there. And my show on Wednesday, we were talking about it in like the 11 to 12 hours, so it was getting late, but we did have a lot of calls. I will open it up for those calls at some point Again tonight, you know, the news story that's floating around out there is how they ban the booze. They ban the sale of alcohol at the World Cup. But uh, Wednesday night, we got into all the conversation around FIFA and corruption and the controversy and how they even landed a uh, fall World Cup in Qatar. So plenty to talk about tonight. I will lead the way. It's a football Friday. We'll look at all of the NFL games We'll look at all of the matchups. We'll talk through the spreads and the odds and the storylines. Mexico City game. Uh, Titans offensive coordinator got a DUI after coming home last night from Thursday night football's win. That's unfortunate, but you got to get an Uber. That's simple. You're probably drinking on the flight home, and then you get back to the facility and drive yourself home. Risky business early in the morning. Should have got an Uber. But uh, other than that, Jets fans, Daryl Rivas, I've been seeing a lot of his face as he'll be added to the Ring of Honor. Uh, I think everybody's a Revis Island fan, and I think it's super cool that Sauce Gardner uh, is the new Revis Island, and I saw a video of DJ Reed and Sauce with 
Revis on the field. Good vibes around the Jets. It's a big game coming up this weekend against the Patriots. They get to run it back after the disappointment uh, a couple weeks ago at MetLife. And then for the Giants, you know, I hear I hear the, the term trap game being used. And, uh, you know, whether you believe it's a trap game or not, it, it, it is a potential trap. Might not be a trap game uh, for a team that you don't think is that good, but their record says they're a good team. And if they look past this game into Thanksgiving, if they look past this game into their rivalry against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, that can slow down their, pro- their their progress. If they lose to the Lions Sunday and then lose to the Cowboys Thursday, like that's going to be a tough two weeks. And the perception and expectation has completely changed around the Giants and the Jets. And that's why we are saying, oh, it's, it's, it's a trap game. It's not a trap game. Well, I think people are just confused. The Giants are good. They have a good coach. They have good players. They might not have marquee players. They might not have the superstar talent at every position. They might not have a stacked roster, but their record says they're good, and they have to avoid this trap, and I think that they will. I think they'll be well-prepared, and I think they'll play their style of game. We'll see what the Detroit Lions are able to do in MetLife on Sunday. I do hate that both of those games are on at 1 o'clock. It's tough to watch for us as hosts, right? You're trying to watch both games and you know take notes on both games so you can talk about it the next week. Well, that's a tough task on top of red zone starting at one. But call me up, man. 877-337-6666. This is a hangout. This is a Friday night vibe. This is my sports desk. You're all welcome to sit at the table and talk sports with me. I can't wait to do that. I have no guests lined up. No surprises lined up. I think on Twitter I put out there that I'm, I'm tired of asking for favors. I don't expect anyone to want to give up 10 minutes or 15 minutes of their Friday night. I'm here. I'll hold it down. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy whether you're here for five minutes or five hours. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's take this break. When we come back, we'll get right into it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Yeah, we'll certainly talk Knicks later on tonight. I think we saved that conversation for, I don't know, 9, 9.30 before that game starts at 10. 
Uh, I'm interested to see what they look like on the court against Steph Curry and the Warriors. And they're coming off two big wins after having that players-only meeting. Uh, something changed. Obviously, the rotations changed. And uh, some guys got DMPs. Tibbs is fighting for his life. Who are they going to trade for Derrick Rose? That's an interesting topic as well. I don't think anybody really is looking for uh, 40-year-old Derrick Rose. No knock on D. Rose. He's a legend. But at the same time, like, what value does he have at this point? Like, what are you getting in return uh, to help the team? Should have made that trade for Donovan Mitchell. I'm going to say that the whole year, probably forever. Should have made that trade for Donovan Mitchell. But without Donovan Mitchell, the Knicks were able to beat the Jazz and the Nuggets. And uh, I think they're going for three wins tonight. And they should be able to beat the Warriors. But the Warriors play good at home. They've got a beautiful new arena out there, uh, the Chase Center. So eyes on that. But that's not till 10 o'clock. Let's talk about the other blue and orange team in New York, the New York Metropolitans. And uh, Mets fans, call me up and tell me what you're thinking about your offseason so far. After listening to Max Scherzer on the show podcast, you know, he talked a lot about Billy Epler, and it's his job to make the team better. And uh, this is Billy Epler's, like, I think this is really uh, his first offseason. Last year, he obviously came in and, and made some great moves, but this is his real test, right? You won 101 games last year. You got bounced in the first round. How do you make this team better? Uh, listening to the talk around Brandon Nimmo, I think he's got a few different suitors. I don't know if he'll definitely be back. I think he's back if he wants to be back. I saw Mark Ken out there doing some charity work, and, and he said that he wants him back, and I think that um, most of the, the Mets would want him back, but, I mean, he's going to get paid. Uh, there's somebody out there that can look at Nimmo and, you know, just see dollar signs for what he's worth. A leadoff hitter, center fielder, guy hustles, and, uh, I mean, the Mets obviously have the money to match anyone, but let me know how you guys feel about that. And I already mentioned, right, the pitchers, the arms race, right-handed pitcher William Woods claimed off waivers from Atlanta. And then uh, from the Marlins via trade, the Mets acquired uh, Eliza Hernandez and Jeff Brigham. Not going to hold you. I don't know any of those guys. I, I'm not familiar with any of those guys. I'm, I'm familiar with Steven Ridings. I saw they got Steven Ridings off waivers from the New York Yankees. And uh, it seems like they're just making moves to find some arm talent and uh, they should, because that bullpen definitely needed some help. I mean, the rotation needed some help, but the bullpen definitely needed some help. And uh, Billy Epler said that, you know, there was a surplus of bullpen arms at the deadline, and they didn't really go get the top bullpen arms. So you, you would hope that that's a priority in the offseason. And so far with, you know, a couple signings, a couple moves, I think it is. So let's get started with the Mets calls. We got a couple people talking Mets on the line. Let's go to Frank and Mineola. What's up, Frankie? Hey Keith, how what's going on? Um, well, listen, this this might be a shocker, but if I'm the Mets, my fr- I'm not signing the Grom. I I love the Grom. I don't trust the injury. Um, I'll go give two three years to Verlander because the Tommy John's over with. And uh, listen, Keith, no one put a gun to the Grom's head the last contract, but. You know, it's kind of being, like, made out on his camp that, you know, he was almost forced into – he signed that because he's wanted it. Now, all of a sudden, Scherzer comes. Scherzer gets big, big money. But Scherzer's got a championship under his belt. Um, And I, I just don't – I love, like I said, the Grom, I love him when he's healthy, but I don't know when he's healthy. As far as Nimmo, 
there is no way I'm approaching 130 million on Brand. Another guy I love, but Brandon Nimmo is not. I know Steve Cohen's got all the money in the world. Brandon Nimmo is not a 130 million dollar guy. Yeah, so, potentially move Marte know, to center field and use absolutely. that money elsewhere. So here's a question for you. I mean, Degrom is your guy. Degrom is a Met. Yeah. He's 34 years old. Verlander so, is 39, going on 40 in February. You rather give him fact, over $40 million a year versus a DeGrom? But Keith, you just want a Cy Young and... And a World Series. And a World Series. And, you know, listen, I'll go sign Verland and sign the guy Senga. I'll let Chris Bassett go, which another guy like Bassett, but I don't know what he thinks he's getting because he, he, he proved his last two, uh, you know, spots at the end of the year were horrendous. Yeah, I don't so, expect Bassett to be back in Queens, but I think it's an I, I interesting thought to, you know, go give that money to a 40-year-old pitcher versus your own guy, your own homegrown guy. But I understand it, right? You just said you don't know if he's going to be available, right? So age doesn't really matter if he's younger by six years and just always is hurt and unavailable. It's it's a yeah, risk. All Keith, this is a risk. Keith, Keith, let me ask, Keith, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this as a Mets fan, right? The Grom came back. Did he look like the old DeGrom? Not, no, no, not uh, even close. I mean, so, he, he had a couple outings where he was he was no-hitting teams. And he, I mean, he's... The Pirates. The Pirates, and then he got lit up by Oakland. And then, yeah, in the playoffs, he won that game. Did he pitch right in that playoff game? No. Yeah, so I, I, maybe the ship has sailed. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I think Mets fans are split on that. And if, Keith, if it's not Keith, 50-50, also, it might be 60-40 in favor of letting DeGrom go. And Keith, also, Keith, what's his market? What, what, what team? The There's... Braves are not going after him. The Braves don't give those contracts out. You want to go to Texas? Go to Texas. I don't know. I just We're read no an article anyway. today. Let me see if I still have it in my notes. NJ.com said Jacob deGrom has a near historic price tag. He's expecting $40 million, And I think he's expecting $40 million, uh from the Mets or from the Rangers or for, from whoever because that's just where the market is. He he feels like he's the best pitcher in baseball. He just saw his teammate in Max Scherzer get 43. He's like, I, I got I to gotta break 40 mil a year. Keith, Keith, if he wants to go to the Rangers, go to the Rangers. They're a fourth-place team. Go. If this is all about money, then go. If you want to win... When is he have a better shot at winning? And, and Keith, I'm saying, listen, if I'm the Mets, and, and I, I believe that this front office has a limit with him, and they ain't going, no matter what this guy came up with the Mets, Keith, he got paid $34 million and didn't pitch for almost two years. What about that? Did he give that money back? No. No, because no. that was in his contract. And he felt like he so, should have been making more. But Keith, should he have been making more? <laughs> no, you barely Keith, saw him. You barely, you barely Keith, had him. And Keith, another thing, and and I can guarantee you this, I can guarantee you that he could have pitched way before he came back, but he made sure that he was 150% healthy to get paid. And this is what I don't like, and I don't like it in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah. That team needed him before he came back, correct? Of course. That was the whole design, right? You, you add a Max Scherzer – to a Jacob DeGrom, that's a one-two punch in the postseason that we thought no one would be able to defeat. Exactly, and I was on that board. I, I was the one on social media saying, yeah, good luck. The guy comes back, he, he, has, he has a couple of good starts, not even a, okay starts, and, and then he gets lit up by Oakland, 
that he's pitching yeah. a no hitter against Pittsburgh and then gives up four or five runs. And it, now, and like he said at the beginning, I'm opting out. What does that tell you? From it this tells you from the, the beginning that that he was going to get his paper. You know, World Series or not, first round exit or not, he was opting out because he wants to get paid more. He thinks he's the best pitcher in baseball, and he thinks he should Keith, be paid that way. Keith, one, one last thing. For, for the bat, the Mets obviously need a bat. They got exposed in the playoffs without that. Who is that big bat that you think? Certainly not they, Dom they Smith. Um, I don't know. I really don't know who they're targeting. Uh, there's There's a few different guys. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Paulie has an idea, but no, they need they need a bat, and they, it can't be. Oh, we're gonna have Alvarez, DH, and uh, no. Darren Ruff, and oh, Vogel back is back. No, you need a difference maker, and, and Steve Cohen is the type that's all in. Frank, you thank you so much, Frank. Thank you so thank much you. for the call, uh, Paulie. I know you want to go ahead and chime in, and you should, as a Mets fan and as someone who's locked in on all this stuff. Who who do you want out of free agency to, to be the big bopper? I mean, the big I mean bat? it's it's not gonna happen. I'm sorry, Aaron Judge is the perfect fit for the Mets. <laughs> uh, turn your mic off. He's the perfect, he's the guy. He's described, he's everything that you just described is what the Mets said. That's Aaron Judge, everything you just described. Yeah, but you already know. How about that Buster Only article today, huh? I didn't catch that. Oh, he Is it, it deeper into the... Um, why the Mets should actually go after Aaron Judge, why it makes sense in like every other in every like way, all that stuff. Okay. He stays in New York. Blah, so blah, I definitely blah. didn't need to read it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's def- that definitely isn't for me. I'll say this. We heard a couple days ago about possible collusion between the Mets and Yankees. We heard last week that, and even I remember hearing Evan say it, like Evan said to Chris C-Mac, I'm not going to really dig into you anymore about Judge because we're not going after Judge, right? Whether right. it was a false report, I uh, heard Craig getting at Andy Martino as he usually does, whatever. I do believe that Hal Steinbrenner and Steve Cohen have a relationship. Yeah, I know, and I do too. And I think that I don't think the Mets are going to sign Aaron Judge. I am just saying if he wasn't on the Yankees, Aaron Judge is the perfect fit. If he for the wasn't Mets. on the Yankees, he wouldn't be Aaron Judge. That is so much a part of what Aaron Judge is and has done and his worth and his value. He was drafted by the Yankees. He was developed by the Yankees. He became a superstar in pinstripes. So he's Derek he just, Jeter. Because it's Jeter. The, the whole argument no if Jeter was in Jeter, Kansas City, blah, but, blah, blah. But since Jeter, nobody has been as close to a face of the Yankees, face of baseball Agreed. icon more than Aaron Judge. He's the next captain. And uh, the Yankees are going to throw the bag at him. They, you, you know, think. Cashman said, oh, there's another offer out there. There better be there better be multiple offers. Right? You think. Because now, from last night, Aaron Judge said, uh, this is something that myself and my family are going to really enjoy. He's going to enjoy this whole process. He's going to enjoy essentially holding the Yankees for ransom is what he's going to do. Sure. If, if it's about money. And Let me go do- see the Giants. Yep. Let me go see the Dodgers. He gets wined and dined by Steve everybody. Cohen, what you got? Yep. I, I want to see what Lord Max Scherzer to Queens. And even Anthony Rizzo, I believe, in his like uh, he had some press conference or phone thing after he yeah, signed he his extension, said, "Listen, I want him back, but AJ's earned this right. He's in the driver's seat now. Whatever Where? he wants to, and he, and that's a good." mature way to look at this is he's earned this right obviously we want him back but if he wants to take 450 million dollars and go play in san francisco then you know what that's on him he's like he can do that if he doesn't want that's him he does he deserves the right he's earned it we shall see 
I like the line of thinking that I heard that came out of the Mets organization or Mets people that, you know, Aaron Judge is a Yankees icon, right? Like, you know, what he's already done in pinstripes. I can't see him playing for the Mets. I can't see him taking more money to go to Queens. I can't see him, honestly. And again, I can't see him playing for any other team but the Yankees because I think he's that synonymous with it. Yeah. But it's on him. He's got to make that call. If he if he wants to go to the Giants or wants to go to Texas or wants to play in City Field in Flushing, that's on him. And, and listen, fans can be you know angry with him. They'll be pissed at him, obviously. But... He's earned the right. Yeah. He bet on himself. I want him to have the best time in in the next three months that it's probably right, going to take. But then you want him I back hope in it the Bronx. Take three months. <laughs> but 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 you want him back in the Bronx, and you will be. I you know what? And this is obviously all you know, hearsay. Obviously, I wonder if Yankees fans would be more angry at Judge if he left, or more angry at the organization if he left. Or we'll does that out? depend on how much they <laughs> offer him? And Maybe stuff? we won't find out, uh, or we shouldn't find out. I shouldn't say we'll find out. That question is answered based on what we do find out, right? If Judge wants to go home, he goes home. If we find out that the San Francisco Giants, I don't know, rolled out the red carpet and did all these little things and they did their research on him and found out some things about him and, I don't know, if they do a great job of presenting him what it would look like for him to finish his career as a San Francisco Giant and they hand him the the blank check, I'm not going to be mad at the guy for wanting to go home and to live his childhood dream, which was to be Barry Bonds in, uh, you know. He's the right-handed Barry Bonds for that organization, right? Let's, let's, that's what let's they just hope. call it. That's what they hope. And uh, with the Yankees, though, I, I have this weird feeling that, like, the Yankees understand where they are with Judge, and they're not playing around. They're on it every day, and however it plays out, they're going to do everything to retain their guy, and they also know that this is the best place for him to be, right? He's going to leave what he already built here, He's going to leave the greatest city in the world. He's going to leave the number one media market. He's going to leave the history and prestige of the Yankees when he's in line to be the next Yankee that gets his number retired and put in Monument Park and Hall of Fame and all this other. We just saw Paul O'Neill and Derek Jeter night. Like, who's the next guy? CeCe? And then it's going to be a long break. Until we see Aaron Judge night. He doesn't get Aaron Judge night if he goes to San Francisco. No, he does not. He hasn't won a championship here. That's that's also on the, um, the, the list to check off. Winning a World Series, bringing a championship back to New York. I don't think that has left his mind. We'll see, though. We'll see. That's why we uh, watch baseball. And then in the offseason, baseball is all year round. Because there's all this conversation and thought around what will happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Let's see. We've got to break it down, or can I take another call? Well, since there's Yankees talk now, I wanted to stick with the Mets in the beginning, but Rick in Tampa, big Yankee fan, on the fan. Hello, Ricky. Keith, you're going to sneak me in, or i got a couple of minutes there. What's up, buddy? You, you already wasted your first five to ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want I'm <laughs> Guy, you're right so much about it. we could talk of baseball all year long. I, I first let me first say that Giants is not a trap game for a team that is not we ain't good enough to look for a trap game. Record we says you are. Detroit. Playoff I'm percentage says you Dallas, are. Buddy. 80, 83% chance of making the playoffs, which I think actually went up after the Packers lost last night, says you are. Don't yes, get trapped. Don't get trapped by yes, a yes. three and sixteen. Uh uh-uh. uh. They're not that, and I'm not trapped. I want <laughs> 
We just have to win that game, and then we'll play it. We'll get your guys. We'll see what happens, whether we can beat you or not. But I'm think I'm thinking about Dallas. That, Giants aren't thinking about Dallas. I can tell you that. Other than they have to a little bit because it's a short. You know, it's a couple game turnaround. They have to put some effort thinking about Dallas. But I have one to game say, at a time. Go one and zero on Sunday, and then worry about Thursday. That's. It. I'm thinking one or two of the games. We got to beat Detroit. I don't know if we could beat you. I'm telling you, I, I think we can, but it's a tough game. Um, also, also remember this before you hit your Yankee point. Yeah. The right. Cowboys lost to the Packers, and you just saw the Packers look like frauds again last night. Yeah. The Cowboys are frauds. They're favored against Minnesota, going to Minnesota. If they lose back-to-back weeks and then waltz into Thanksgiving and Jerry World, they've lost plenty of those Thanksgiving games. It's not a guarantee, right. and you don't know what's going to happen Sunday to the Cowboys. They may lose a starter at any position. Uh, Micah Parsons hasn't been the same. And I'll also add this before you go to your Yankee point. The Cowboys' run defense has not looked the same in the last two weeks. What do the Giants do best? They run the ball. We run the ball. Listen, your team is favorite. That's a slap in the face to Minnesota, bro. It's a slap in the face to me. I don't don't believe it. I don't believe the hype. You'd rather be an underdog. I know you'd rather be yeah, an underdog. Yeah, I'm like, what is this? It's Jerry Jones. It's just the fact that they are the star, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, they're better than we think they are. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. All right. This whole idea of big ticket uh, Yankees fans want big ticket players. I don't want big ticket players. We already signed Rizzo. Judge is out there, and I'm not going to go down that road right now, but I'm talking about what big ticket players do we want to sign, really? We ha- what was, if we signing big ticket shortstops, it, this whole season of Volpe and the Martian in center field goes down the drain. We have these guys. The big ticket player, if you're going to sign, well, who do you want, Keith, really? It's got to uh, be pitching. Right? I, I'll say this, Rick. I, I don't know what the Yankees actually are trying to do or going to do, but I'll take a big-ticket proven Major League Baseball player over the thought and hope and projection of a unknown prospect. You know what I'm saying? Like, we think Jason Dominguez is going to be the center fielder of the future. We think Volpe and Peraza are going to be the middle infield. We don't know that, and the Yankees have messed up prospects in this last five to ten years. We don't right. know We but don't we, know if they mismanage them or don't develop them right. Go be the Yankees and use your superpower, which is you have the most money, the most fans, and you can go and get the top guys to fill in the blanks. Right, but don't you think if we're going big ticket, and, and I hate, you know, we're talking, if we got... Football There's only one big so ticket Rick, right the, now. We're talking baseball, but like Rizzo's contract isn't a big ticket. That's a that's a very easy contract for the Yankees to handle. Pitching. Judge's contract is a Rodon, big ticket. Carlos Rodon and we go get Degrom. How nice would that be, right there? That would be that would is all we need. If we're gonna I don't want Judge, Degrom, um, but Rodon, yeah, yeah. If but you know what? And Judge, let me just throw this out there. I'm not giving. I'm not gonna give him nine or ten years. No way. Seven years, and I'll give him more money. But I'm not gonna give him those years. I'm not gonna be. What was uh, uh, Paulie saying? If a Yankee fan's gonna be upset at the organization or the player, the whole idea. I'm not gonna be upset at all if we don't sign him because he wants the ten years or something. I listen. 
I am from the old school Yankees. I really don't care as much if the little kids love coming to see Aaron Judge and he's the face of the team. I want to win championships. That's it. I know there's a lot of people that are like me in that. We want to win championships, and if it's with Judge or without Judge, the main thing is getting players that can yeah. win but the, and perform. The, the Yankees in, will tell you that they're close to winning a championship. They win the chicken chicken bucket championship every year. They they, yeah, they sell right. more chicken buckets than anybody in the world because Aaron yeah. Judge is there because of the uh, number ninety nine in right field that brings out all right. the little kids. I'll say this about exactly. the years, Rick. What if it takes going to nine years to land him? Ah, I can't. Do it. No, I say go seven years to give him more money. He, he'll be 31 next season. That'll take him to year 40. There are creative ways to structure the contract. Go look at the Edwin Diaz deal. When I first yeah. saw the Edwin Diaz deal, I'm like, oh, this guy's getting 25 mil plus a year. And then when the details came out, I'm like, oh, look at the Mets. And I know That's people right. called it a, a Bobby Bonilla deal. It's not. But, like, there are creative ways to structure it where you put respect on the player's name uh, you do run up his AAV that puts respect on the, the Players Association. Um, and then there's also ways to structure it on the back end where you don't cripple yourself or you, you don't hinder yourself uh, later on in that contract where it's just too much dead money going to a player that's washed or beyond his prime. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, I'm not the only one thinking this way. No, you're and not. I, I talk to I a lot of people. It's, it's money's got to go to pitching. We need <laughs> the money. Going to pitching, there's already 324 million. No, I know. Tied yeah, up in I'm one, one guy. guy, but we need it. We need it on other guys. We need to. We have Volpe. Listen, Volpe is different this year. Everybody's been talking about. It. You know, it's not the same having this young guy, and and I'm gonna go with Dominguez too because he's been touted. Let's give him a chance. I don't. I don't expect Volpe or Dominguez to come up until after the trade deadline. Dominguez is still a project. Let's talk about Volpe, yeah. though. I don't expect them to, to start the season with Volpe. I think he... Oh, no. He's, he, so when Peraza came up at the end of the year last year, he went to AAA and didn't miss a beat, right? You know, he starts playing for the, the Rail Riders, and he fits right in. He's leading the team. He's hitting home runs. He's stealing bases. But I expect them to, to have him as the starting shortstop down there. And Peraza, now that we've seen him a little bit, he'll get an opportunity. I don't know. We'll see what happens in spring training. But I don't think that they're they're going to fast-track Volpe or Dominguez this next season. And if you sign Aaron Judge, this next season is the season that you're supposed to be all in going for it because you did make the Final Four because the Houston Astros, who are standing in the way, just lost their GM. They're losing their first baseman. Mm -hmm. They may lose Verlander. Verlander. You need to take yeah. you need to take that step to be better than them so you can get back to a World Series in 2023. There isn't a plan, in my opinion, to have Dominguez or Volpe be a big part of the team. They have to go for it with free agents and what they can do uh, making trades. Mm. All right. Well, we'll see. All right. All right. That's it for now. Turner's the only guy I would consider. All right. That's it. Would that's love it. Trey Turner. Go. Thanks for the call, Rick. I mean, big ticket? What are we talking about? The Yankees don't write too many big tickets. Every couple years, they're due for another one. They took on Giancarlo Stanton after the 2017 season going into 2018. They took on, or not took on, but they went out and signed Garrett Cole 2019 going into 2020. Here we are, 2022 going into 2023, 
Aaron Judge is their guy that they drafted, they developed, that they made a superstar who just broke a Yankee record, an AL record in pinstripes with the Yankee hat on. They have to do everything in their power to make sure he keeps that Yankee hat on for their business, for their future, for their history. Keep McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. We got to break it down, then we'll be right back. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keith McPherson on the fan. Five-hour KM to AM. Thanks for locking in and tuning in. To 1019 FM tonight. Hopefully you're enjoying your Friday night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Crack a beer for me. I'm dead sober for this whole five hours. I'm at work. I'm at work. So <laughs> got eyes on Milwaukee versus Philly on ESPN NBA Wednesday. Uh I don't know why it says NBA Wednesday. Wonder why it says NBA Wednesday. Maybe this is a game that got moved? No, I don't think that. But it says NBA Wednesday on this Friday, and uh, this is a big matchup with Embiid being back and Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Oh, boy, I miss Brooke Lopez, B-Low. He wasn't this when he was with the Brooklyn Nets. Maybe he could have became this with the Brooklyn Nets, but nah, he would have had to go through all the nonsense in the last five years or so. Um, (laughs) He's a monster. He's still doing it. Good for him. But uh, back to the conversation at hand. We talked a little bit about the Mets. We talked a little bit about the Yankees and free agency. I didn't really get to speak on Dom Smith too much yet, who was a top draft pick, uh, clubhouse guy. I feel like, you know, Mets fans were split on him. I feel like some guys felt like he was the answer. I remember even parts of last season are saying, bring Dom back, bring, bring Dom back. And, you know, left-handed bat that, didn't have enough pop to be a DH. You obviously have Pete Alonso at first base, which was his true position. He never really was an outfielder. But he's a good guy, a West Coast guy. Maybe he'll get to go back home and play out West. Who knows who picks him up. But uh, he's no longer going to be with the Mets. And I think it was just inevitable. Uh, the guy wants to play. You've heard him talk about wanting to get a chance to play. And I think he will get an opportunity somewhere else, just not with this 101-win Mets team that's looking to get to a World Series next year. And uh, Mets fans, call me up. Tell me how you're feeling. Uh, Dom Smith was a guy that uh, I got to do a little bit of work on when I was at Rock Nation. Um, He's a Rock Nation athlete, and when I was working with Rock Nation Sports, I remember he was – that was like 2017 or 2018. That was when he was just coming up. So fast forward four or five years, and uh, his time in New York is over. I wish him the best. I I wish him luck. But let me know what you're thinking, Mets fans. We got a couple on the line. Let's take one quick before I have to break again at the top of the hour. In the BX, David, you're on the fan. What's up, David? Hey, how you doing, Keith? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Hey, I just wanted to talk about DeGrom. I don't think the Mets should go that route. Uh, They were 65 and 38 before he got there. And, I mean. Great point. They won a lot of games uh, without him. Again? I said, great point. They won a lot of games this year without him. And his last five starts, three runs, three runs, five runs, three runs, two runs, missed half the season. Imagine if the Mets had a $33 million player the entire season, where would they have been? You know? 111 wins? I don't know. Uh, the thing about DeGrom, 
I feel like one, he's 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 not reliable, obviously, because of his injuries. Two, I feel like this year he he knew the whole time he was opting out. So he really was just set on coming back for the the stretch run, uh, the finish down the end and into the postseason. And I think he that was, you know, selfish or not, it is what it is. I think that was motivated um by him wanting to get a big deal, a big contract, whether that's uh, to stay in Queens or elsewhere. I think he just wanted to showcase himself at the end of the year, and he had some trouble at times. And he didn't look always like the DeGromanant, yeah. uh, dominant DeGrom. So I understand Mets fans. That's what I said. It, it, Mets fans seem split on it, but it's starting to lean like 60-40 in favor of let him go. Don't re-sign him. If he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to be here. Absolutely. The price tag is too high. We won without him. We'll find another guy. You know, whether that's Rodon or Verlander or some other arm. Uh, maybe you know Billy Epler makes a trade. Uh, this Mets rotation, they got to figure out. And uh, I don't think that they're going to figure it out by giving Degrom the same deal they just gave Max Scherzer. Exactly. I just want to make one more point since you were talking about Aaron Judge. Yeah, the Yankees have to resign him. I mean, the guy had September tickets worth more than October. Exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? Most valuable player. He brought a ton if, of value. If he, go, if he goes to San Francisco, he'll be forgotten. If yeah, because who's watching here, his games at 12 a.m.? Exactly. If he stays here, guess what? You'll be talking about him in 20 years. And I know that. I, the writing is on the wall. And yep. I don't expect him to be a 60-home run hitter every year. I don't expect him to be a, a, a MVP when he's 38. Years old. Like, it just is what it is. The window is right now. The window is, honestly, these next two or three years of Aaron Judge in his prime, Rizzo in his prime, uh, Garrett Cole in his prime, John Carl Stanton in his prime. These guys are two or three years from being washed and being out of their prime. Yep. But that's all I got, Keith. Thank you. Appreciate it. Love the show. Thanks for the call. Pretty quick from Brooklyn, so I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for the call, David. Yeah, Yankees fans, think about that. I... I used to have this fear, and I still have it because we're still in it. I had this fear as a Yankees fan from 2017 to now. I still have this fear. They got cheated out of a trip to the World Series in 2017. They were in Game 7 and uh, couldn't win a game in Houston. In 2017, the Empire was rebuilt all of a sudden, right? The Baby Bombers were here. You got Aaron Judge, Rookie of the Year. And you just, you know, look at a team like that that gets to a game away from the World Series. And as a Yankees fan, right, you start dreaming of the World Series. You start thinking, okay, we're back. We're going to get back to the World Series in one of these next couple years. We're in a championship window. And my fear was that with the Yankees being fiscally responsible and not going out and signing the top guys and not going out and being the Yankees and using their superpower, which is to buy the best players for the position of need, right? Don't give me this stopgap. Don't give me these IKF Donaldson trades, which I, I, I saw Hal Steinbrenner said that that trade was a success. Hal, stop it. Because of defense? Because the defense was better? Yeah, the defense was better than 2021 when, when they were up and down and, and garbage a lot. But that was a fail of a trade. What did those guys do on your the left side of your infield offensively, especially when you needed them most? You had to bench one of them, and the other guy was a zero. But back to this window and this fear that I have for the New York Yankees. I feel like this, this window we're in, it's going to close. And then what? You're rebuilding again? Guys are getting older. And in this window, right, 
what they do? They went out and got Giancarlo Stan. Boom. Okay, you get Stan and you take on his money, and he's never returning to his 59 home run MVP form. We don't even know uh, how healthy he's going to be every year. He was, you know, kind of healthy this year. Whatever. His first year was probably the best year he had as a Yankee, and he got booed through that year. Uh, then they go out and sign Garrett Cole. We got Garrett Cole. Every Yankees fan celebrated getting Garrett Cole because we thought we were getting Houston Garrett Cole, who was dominant, uh, could have won a Cy Young. We thought we were getting that guy in his prime. Now, we've got a good starting pitcher. we got a guy that is debated as the ace of the staff, but, you know, I look at Garrett Cole as like, okay, they overpaid him. They were sold a fake bill of goods, and, you know, it's good to have that guy in your rotation, but they need another guy. And... You know, other guys have emerged, like Nestor Cortez. And Severino was already here. You already factored him into this championship window. And here comes Aaron Judge, who you should have locked up sooner. As soon as he burst on the scene as Rookie of the Year, the new face of the Yankees, the new face of baseball, a literal New York giant, you should have been having talks about, hey, we don't want to go to arbitration, and we don't want to let you hit free agency. You're our guy. You, you see, we built the judges' chambers out there for you. We plan on you being here forever. Let's get this done before free agency. And I do, in my heart of hearts, really feel like Judge is going to be a Yankee and they're going to do everything it takes, but this window is closing. They made moves that didn't work, right? Joey Gallo didn't work. Benintendi, I think, is good as gone. Rizzo worked. That's a trade that worked. They signed Rizzo now back-to-back years. Rizzo is getting up there in age. DJ, two years ago. That was a big move for that offseason. They signed DJ to six years, $90 million, And he hasn't been available in the last two postseasons. These guys are getting up there in age. And in 2014, 2015, uh, 2016, before the Yankees got back to a game away from the World Series, they were getting old. They had Carlos Beltran and Mark Teixeira and uh, A-Rod and just guys that were getting up there in age, and they were able to quickly flip the script. Now what? Now you're in this championship window. You got to get back there. And my fear is that they don't do enough to get back there. I know if I'm a gambling man and I'm this close to really getting the money, I'm pushing my chips all the way in. Will they? We'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to break it down. We're going to the top of the hour break and update. BRB. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.